from KQED. Pop quiz time. Can you guess which item in the average American home uses the most water? That would be our toilets. Toilets use more water than our washing machines, dishwashers, shower heads, or kitchen faucets. Despite that, they're actually the unsung heroes of water conservation. Let me explain. If you flushed a toilet back before the 1980s, it would have used six to eight gallons of water per flush. Whew, that's a lot. In the 1990s, the federal government set new water use standards for all sorts of fixtures in our homes. For toilets, no more than 1.6 gallons per flush. That's roughly a quarter of the water from before. Then in 2016, California turned the screw just a little bit tighter. So now our toilets here use even less by about a third of a gallon. The emphasis on low-flow fixtures made a huge difference across America. Indoor water use dropped 22% between 1999 and 2016, one study found. And it's thanks in large part to millions and millions of low-flow toilets. So the next time you're sitting on that pearly throne, appreciate what your toilet has done for us all. We are into our fourth installment of the State of Drought series here on Bay Curious, and we've gotten to my favorite part, solutions. We're gonna start by looking at what we as individuals can do to conserve water. Then in episodes airing later this week, we'll explore ideas for our community and our state. Let's get going. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Founded in 1980, it's still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And still the pale ale that sparked a craft beer revolution. Sierra Nevada, still the one. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a factoid that has blown my mind. Even though California's population has grown since 2017, we're using 16% less water. Good job, everyone. We've already made some big strides in water conservation that are paying off, and we don't get to pat ourselves on the back very often when it comes to environmental matters. Now, a lot of those savings came from swapping in low-flow fixtures and appliances. That's the toilets, faucets, shower heads, washing machines, dishwashers, etc., etc. If you think you still have a water-guzzling appliance or fixture in your home, check our show notes. We'll link to some resources for you, and even if you're a renter, you've got some options. But beyond that, what else can we do? How can we cut back even more? We asked around to get some tips and tricks for conservation inside the home. 
We keep a bucket of water in our shower to collect the water. One of the trickiest things about it is walking it through the house and not spilling it like I'm trying to do right now. I pour them on my tomato plants. This one's kind of small potatoes, but if I drop an ice cube while I'm getting it out of the freezer, I put it on the house plant instead of throwing it in the sink. I've come to embrace army showers. Now this harkens back to my childhood in New Jersey where we had an ancient septic system and seven people in the house. So my dad was always yelling at us, short showers, girls. Get yourself wet, turn the water off, soap up at your leisure, and then turn the water on and rinse off. Genius. Thanks, Dad. I hope you're listening to this message up in heaven and approve. To save water, whenever I cook rice, I will save the cleaning water and water my plants outside. My jade plant is currently thriving. It takes about a gallon to get from cold to hot out of any spigot in the house, really. So we got a gallon watering can for the shower and tub to catch that water and put it to good use, like soaking the dishes or watering a plant. You know that saying, if it's yellow, let it mellow? That's a great way to save water every day. That was Gabe Moline, Sam Price, Beth Heisinga, Bonnie Zhang Chin, Colin Thompson, and Sandy Schwartz. Thanks, everyone. I loved how many of those hacks were creative ways to use gray water collected inside the home on the outside. Half of all urban water is used outside, and experts say that's where we should turn our attention to make the biggest impact at this point. KQED's Nina Sparling met up with a woman who reimagined everything in her yard. And yes, I know the names of the trees. So it's a black fig, regular lemon. This is Sterilitsa nicolai. It's a bird of paradise with white blue flowers. And this is Sherry Stein is showing me some new additions to her front yard, a collection of fruit trees. The caps are on. That's where the water's coming in from the wash. So like we did some wash today and it waters the trees. This year, Sherry and her husband installed a gray water system in their Cupertino home. Gray water refers to the leftover water after you do a load of laundry or take a shower, and it can be a pretty easy way to use less water at home. Sherry has what's called a laundry-to-landscape system. So purple is always what's done for recycled water, so it goes from here outside. The purple pipes in question stretch from the back of the 20-gallon washing machine all the way out to the front yard, where every time Sherry does a load of laundry, the trees get watered. But despite their efficiencies, water conservationists say gray water systems have been somewhat slow to catch on. Justin Burks works on the water conservation team at Valley Water in Santa Clara County. People love asking about gray water, but when it comes to actually designing and installing a system, The number's much lower, unfortunately. Sherry took the leap after she saw an ad in a local newsletter for city-funded upgrades and renovations. She and her husband were renovating their home anyway, so she talked to the contractor about making the switch. It meant moving where the washer-dryer was in the house, but Burks from Valley Water says it doesn't always have to be that big of a project. Of course, you can... Use a bucket in your shower to collect warm-up water and dump that into the toilet bowl to 
flush the toilet. And that's a very simple and very cost-effective way to use gray water in your home. Valley Water, where Burks works, is also one of several water agencies in the Bay Area that wants to make it easier for people to install full systems like Sherry's, so it offers $200 to $400 rebates to help cover the costs. Sherry and her husband didn't stop with gray water, though. Grass is beautiful, but it never changes. It's either beautiful and green or it's dead. But a drought-tolerant garden is always changing. Which is fine. That same city grant helped them cover the cost of cutting out clean water irrigation altogether by landscaping what's called a zero-scape garden. It requires no water once it's truly established, except for rain, if we ever get any. The plants will take a few years to settle in, so for now, there's minimal irrigation in the garden. Julie Sarah Edmonds is an environmental scientist at the California Department of Water Resources, and she says she gets calls all the time about people interested in changing up their landscaping. And I think people are finding that they don't want to spend their Saturday mowing a big lawn anymore. Sarah Edmonds says California native plants are always best if you're trying to cut back on water use. They're in tune with the dry summer. They need water in the winter to store and grow And in the summer, they can survive with very little. But it's not only that many require less water. They also provide habitat for wildlife and insects. And they can be way more interesting to look at than grass. See, we're already getting weeds again. (laughs) Sherry says she expects to see the payoff in her water bill over the next couple of months. But the new front yard has become the talk of the neighborhood. And she says she'd be happy if she never saw another front lawn. That's what the park is. I would rather water the park and the whole neighborhood share it rather than individually watering this grass or, you know, letting the grass go and it dies and then you just have weeds. Sherry says several of her neighbors are waiting to see if they qualify for that same city grant. In the meantime, she'll keep answering their questions and wait for the rain. That was reporter Nina Sparling. This episode has given me a lot to think about, and I think some good ideas to use in my own home. But we're not done yet. Tomorrow, we take a step back to look at what local water districts can do. We're answering your questions about desalination, water recycling, and more. You don't want to miss it. Big Curious is made by Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, Sebastian Mignobuccelli, and me, Olivia Allen-Price. We're a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. See you tomorrow, everybody. Hi, Big Curious listeners. Are you ready to play March's trivia game? Every month, we'll read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a sweet prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, this Bay Area high school holds the longest winning streak in high school football. They won 151 games in a row between 1992 and 2004. What is the name of the school? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. 
We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.